Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number 53. I am one of your hosts, Josh. Sitting across the table from me, as always, is the Doctor of Filmonomics, Greg. I would like to say my ears are not bleeding and I am wearing shorts today. And the Scream Queen herself to my left is Maddie. Hello. And of course, to my right is the Doctor of Everything Else, Patrick. Hey everybody, how's it going? Cool. So it's been a little bit of time since we've done this. So it's we got to get back into the it's old. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. So I am just going to fire it right out there. We're going to start with we watched a trailer called The Dead Don't Die. Um, so who's going to start off with their thoughts on that? If this has a theatrical release, because we have not been able to determine if it is getting a theatrical release or VOD or what it's going to be. I'm going to watch this thing as soon as it comes out. It looks really, really interesting to me. It's got a great cast. It kind of has a zombie land meets Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Iggy Pop has never looked better. <laughs> He's a zombie makeup the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it just uh, Adam Driver is one of my fan favorites. Uh, I just love watching him. And, and then with Bill Murray and everything else, great cast. Uh, yeah, I'll be there to watch this one. Cool, I concur with that. Um, as far as uh, horror comedy goes, I feel like if you've got a really good cast and obviously if you've got a great story, I think you should do be able to do no wrong. And this has got an absolutely phenomenal cast. Um, Adam Driver is quickly climbing up my list of favorite actors. Bill Murray is an icon. Danny Glover, Danny Carol, Glover Kane, Carol Kane, Pop. Selena Gomez yeah, is it's nice a cast. to look at. Yeah, yeah I just, I'll definitely check this one out. I feel like it's going to be a good, a good show. Cool. Maddie, what's up? I won't check it out. I because I'm not a I don't like zombie movies and I'm not a comedy person. But I can see why it appeals to other people. It does have a really good cast. Yeah, I can see other people really enjoying it. And I can see it being good. I just don't get the feeling I would enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like we've had a really good uh, zombie comedy in a while. It's been there's Zombieland and then there was uh you know we saw Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to hit those marks. It, may, it might hit like Zombieland level, but it'll it'll never chase Shaun of the Dead. Oh, never. No, um, no I completely I, agree I think, with that. I think those came out at a special time when zombie films were starting to hit pretty yeah. hard. And then obviously the comedy comes in on the side of that. So yeah. you're you're way beyond when that was supposed to. So this is just going to be kind of like a nostalgic purpose. Yeah, but I mean, it was a great cast. Uh, Bill Murray and anything is fun to watch. Um, like you guys said, already Adam Driver, the whole cast. So um, again, I don't think I'll chase it to a theater. But lately, I've been really fucking wrong on what I will chase and what I won't. <laughs> so um, um, I might miss the mark on this one as well. But yeah, I mean, I'll definitely see it if it yeah. comes out. So yeah, one of the little bits that I you know, that I noticed in the trailer, which it caught my eye, and it's just like a Bill Murray thing. He's walking along with a shotgun shell in his mouth, like a cigar. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Yeah, it's, it's like when that. they when they shut the doors, uh-huh. they kick the doors closed on the on the on the squad car. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. And he's just walking along with a shotgun shell sticking I out that of part his too. mouth. And it looks like, you know, he's got the copper end sticking out. And it just looks like he's munching on a cigar during that time. Cool. So we said June June 14th, 14th is correct? the release date. But once again, nothing I could find on the internet said whether it was theatrical or VOD. Fantastic. So cool. So we'll drop that trailer, obviously, on the Midnight Frightcast or the Midnight Frights 
uh, Facebook page. So if you go to that, you can check out the uh, trailer that we just reviewed. Otherwise, we're going to move on to the news. The what? The news. The what? I'm not fucking repeating it. It's the news. So, um, um, news is pretty light. So I have one, but doesn't, does everybody have one? I got a couple. One, yeah. You have one? Did you bring some news? Greg? I, I brought one, but I just read through the article and it's dumb as crap. So I'm going to let it go. You're going to let it go. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, what news do you have? Mine is from PC world. Dario Argento is, uh, working on a game. It's, he's the creative director or something like that. It's called Dreadful Bound. It's a first-person psychological horror game set inside an abandoned house. Like a video game type game? Yeah. like a, Oh. Well, I don't know. It could have been PC or video game. I didn't really. I just, it's not in like PC a, not Gamer. Like a, not, like not like a dungeon. Game. Game. No, like, okay. a, like yeah. a, yeah. Use a controller and <laughs> cool. get yeah. scared from your TV type or scared from a screen. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think I'm not a huge video game person just because... You know, I can only handle 15 minutes of a movie normally. So, but um, I thought that was kind of cool. And I think horror games are kind of fun. I agree. So. How quickly does he take that and turn that into a movie? You know what I mean? Like, Probably yeah. very. Yeah. Just curious how quickly you think that, he turns that around. That could be kind of interesting if he does that, though, because if he's the creative director on the video game, he may have in the back of his mind that he wants to turn it into a movie, yeah. which he could kind of collaborate two of those together, yeah. which actually might make a movie. Based on a video game, that's decent. Yeah. Because I have concept. yet to see one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Although, like, even though the Silent Hill movie is kind of garbage, I still love it. I didn't think, yeah, out of all the movies that they've done, I liked Silent Hill the best mm-hmm. out of those. Like, Resident Evil was decent, but they went way left on story, and that kind of bugged me. But I really liked how they did Silent Hill. They also went that's way cute. bad as time went on. Well, yeah. Come yeah, on, guys. Really- they made Doom with The Rock. I mean, we're just <laughs> Semper, there. Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Patrick, you got news? I do have news. I, cool. got, a, I got a couple things. Uh, so I'll read one and then you can do one and then yeah. I can do one. Cool. And from Fan Sided, uh, the new Pet Cemetery, Josh's favorite, is yeah. uh, had an opening uh, this weekend and Paramount Picture Film is already in the black. Opening in over 3,500 screens, the horror movie is already claiming $25 million domestically on a budget of only $21 million. And then you throw in the other $17.3 million from international tickets, and you know, this baby is far from dead. Yeah, and it, I'm glad that it did well. I, mm-hmm. I, that's My unhappiness with it does not mean I want that movie to fail. It's got, it was always going to be a successful movie. It's got Stephen King's right. name on it. It's fucking Pet Cemetery. That that movie was never going to fail, uh, no matter how big of a turd it was. It just, it was always going to make money. But that's cool. That I'm sure, and that was opening weekend, so yeah. it's only going to get more from that point. Yeah. Yeah, because so. yeah, they're going to run the advertisements now that talk about how much of a blockbuster it is after the first weekend yeah. and try to generate some more this upcoming weekend. Yeah. So... Oh, uh, my only news was news that I don't know if I'm excited about or not. I haven't decided yet, but uh, Mark Hamill has been cast as the new voice of Chucky yes. for the Child's Play <laughs> movies, and I don't know how I'm not gonna miss Brad Dourif doing it. He was the originator of that voice. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to hear is him do it. But I also know Mark Hamill can. Mark Hamill's a solid voice yeah. actor. Yeah. That is yeah. a great ad right yeah. there. Yeah, so I I wish that they would have just 
cast him to do the voice and not announced it. Almost go uncredited mm-hmm. because I just don't want to know it's Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. That bothers me for so whatever reason. So you're going to sit there in the theater and just think, oh, that's Mark Hamill? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he'll do a great job. Oh, yeah. um, the whole Chucky reboot anyway, in general, I'm not super excited about. Um, I was never really a fan of the originals anyway, but I was a fan of Brad Dorf. So what ifs? It's all good. We'll see how it goes. I'll see that dumb fucking movie. <laughs> so... And then you'll buy it later too. I will. I'll probably buy the new Pet Cemetery, and I <laughs> shit all over that one. You read that review. Yep. Go ahead, Patrick. All right. Uh, from <laughs> iHorror, after the breakout success of 2018's Hereditary, expectations for director Ari Aster's next film are, are already extremely high. Originally intended for an August release date, his sophomore film titled Midsummer, which we reviewed the trailer last time we cast. It's been moved up to July 3rd. So they are pushing for the summer blockbuster weekend. Of course they are. That's just such a weird spot it for really is, a horror film. Because usually it's action movies yeah. and mm-hmm. comedies during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but like I'd expect a movie titled Midsummer to come out midsummer, mid-summer. not yeah. like end of August. So I think it makes sense. There's logic in that. Weird. I, I like know. that. I like that. <laughs> I know. Weird, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird going up against the action movies at that time. I, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't suffer because of that. Well, I I'm, mean, horror's kind of having a little bit of a moment as far as bigger blockbusters, like in the last, you know, few months. So mm-hmm. I can see it going up against those and going well. It, I think a lot of it will depend on what it goes up against. Obviously, if they throw a Marvel movie in there, then yeah, it's been summer what? Um, yeah, exactly. yeah, but it's also – I know he made Hereditary, but he's still like not that super well-known mm-hmm. in the universe. And so when you say um, you know, Ari Esther Midsummer, I don't think anybody – it's not going to reach a fan base outside of the people that were just mm-hmm. already going to go see that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think it's going to kill that you're, well at the theater. Anyway. You're probably going to see a lot of ads that just say from the maker and director of Hereditary, Hereditary yeah. is what it's going to start off so, with. But yeah. We'll see. That's all the news I've got. Cool. Then uh, I guess we just wrap the news. That was the news. We got to figure out something to like get a hold of the board or something. Just be like, oh, the news. Shut it off for a second and then go How about a cattle prod? But see, then I But then I take the recordings from previous podcasts. That's true. I can't plug it in. You know, we can't. Unless you're going to edit this thing. It's that whole thing. Fix it in post. Yeah, we can't defeat the editors. Yeah, Josh realized since the last podcast, because. I was listening to the podcast and I was look, you know, I was listening for things that I had said and it wasn't in there. Yeah. Some, com- I mean, some Josh comments just that didn't I exist or something. No, 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 no. It was oh, okay. uh, we we did a really long March Madness stretch. Right. right. And yeah. Patrick like hacked and slashed I took about fifteen minutes overall after so, what we had done. Yeah, yeah. I figured. That's all right. But yeah. Um, let's go to what uh, what we've been watching because uh, it's been a little bit, so surely everybody's been watching something. Greg, you want to start? You got a list? I, I do have a list. I'm, I'm going to touch on one for sure, but I did go out and see Us. I don't know if we had talked about that the last time we were here. We did not. We did, we did not. not. So I went out and saw Us. <clears throat> I was very pleased with how it turned out. Very excited. Definitely go and check that out. Jordan Peele, I think, is going to have a, a great horror career. Yeah. Um, one of the more creative horrors that I have seen in a long, long time, which was very refreshing. And the first two episodes of Twilight Zone have dropped also. That so. they have, absolutely. Yeah. So, and the uh, first one is still, I believe, available on YouTube. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I just got CBS All Access, so I'm watching oh, it on that. Fancy. Too cool. So, <laughs> so. Excellent. 
Uh, the one I do want to touch on, I went and saw opening night last week was Tim Burton's Dumbo. Oh, nice. It was interesting. It was definitely Tim Burton film. Definitely didn't miss that at all. The story itself, and I've got the full list of my review on uh, GregTheMovieGuy.com. It felt like it was a checklist movie where they went back, watched the original Dumbo, took all the highlight scenes, mm-hmm. went through, hit that one, 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 and then it went into a movie. Gotcha, so yeah. it was just, it was very choppy, very weird, I felt. It didn't really start get going until about halfway through the movie for me. Okay. It's and, a long, it's a long movie too, wasn't it? What was it? It was just shy of two hours, yeah, I think, wow. or just that over two long. hours, which was, yeah. That's pretty long for, I mean, for yeah, a kid's for movie. A kid's for movie, for, yeah. a, a family movie. Family yeah. movie, yeah. Did they um, keep in all the racist scenes and stuff like that? No, actually, <laughs> one of the coolest scenes in that movie was the uh, the sequence where they used pink elephants on parade. Okay. Je- the CGI that they used in that was just fantastic. Right. So definitely definitely worth that. But Dumbo and clown makeup is fucking creepy. I don't yeah. know if you've seen those shots at yeah. all. They uh, are like... Yeah. Yeah. No. Is so. it the regular Tim Burton cast lineup that he always uses uh michael helm, keaton danny devito Hel- helm bottom carter mm-hmm. she wasn't in there they she used or excuse me he used ava green for his kind of leading lady okay colin farrell had oh, a big role in cool. there and otherwise the rest of it was kind of led by uh two newcomers two kids and i can't think of their names off the top oh, of my cool. heads but yeah michael keaton danny devito from back in batman days yeah yeah and uh the other one that michael keaton was in that i can't think of somebody help uh, Beetlejuice. That's yeah. what it was. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. So, yeah, definitely uh, Tim Burton playing with his friends again. Cool. So, <laughs> what else you got? Anything? No, that was that, a, that's that, all. Uh, Maddie. And continuing with last time's theme, I've been watching cult documentaries again, and I watched Jonestown. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that just sounded funny to me. I've been watching cult movies again, <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a casual thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. It was interesting. Um. I don't know if I'd recommend checking this out, even though the story is really interesting. The way they did the documentary was weird. I wish they had gone into more detail of what went on because they just kind of everything was really choppy, like everyone talking. It kind of almost seemed like every part of the movie was some sort of like promotional clip. Just the way way people were talking. I don't know. It was just choppy. And I wish they had just gone more into how he like I want instructions on how he got all these people together and Jesus. created this. So but yeah, Jonestown. Cool. Um yeah, I got a couple things that I watched uh for the last couple weeks. Uh wrapped up Santa Clarita Diet season three with my wife last night. Uh, Good. that show was fucking solid. Yeah. Um yeah it just it kinda got better actually I thought from season to season. I thought usually those kind of slow down and they kind of like taper off. Season three ended on a really nice uh, note. Excellent. Um, the shitty thing is, is you got to wait till March of 2020 for it to come back. Mm. So uh, that'll teach us to binge watch a show. <laughs> so, um, I, will, I will say that's the one thing I dislike about how Netflix and Amazon does things that I would prefer they released an episode a week and mm-hmm. just keep me interested. Yeah, in kind it. of. And then I don't feel like I'm waiting forever for the next season. Yeah, because you also don't know if people are going to lose interest and get tired of waiting and but I definitely uh, will look forward to season four because it, it's rocking pretty solid still. Cool. Um, I watched a couple documentaries on Amazon Prime, not quote documentaries. Um, I watched uh, <laughs> To Hell and Back, the Kane Hodder story, which was really mm. interesting. And then, then I watched a documentary called Unearthed and Untold. 
the path to pet cemetery which was about oh. the um making of the original pet cemetery that would be fantastic um, it was really interesting um and really cool how they got that movie made because they struggled for a really long time yep. to get that movie greenlit and it only got greenlit based off a writer strike and it was just a script that was sitting around mm-hmm. so they had to find scripts that were already just available right so that's that was kind of an interesting story about how that movie got made and where they shot it, because they shot it in Maine, where Stephen King wrote it, mm-hmm. and uh, how they used people in Maine as characters mm-hmm. and had auditions. And it was just a, it was a really big deal, but it was really interesting. So I definitely would check that documentary out. And then I went and saw Jordan Peele's Us, which Greg already touched on. It was 95% happy walking out of that movie. It was a very good sophomore follow-up Effort, to, uh, to get out. The thing is, like, it's so irritating because people go in and they want Get Out. And it's like, you can't go in and expect that movie. It's, right. This is completely, the it went left. It's the other different, it's a different direction. And if I went in and watched Get Out again, I would have been pissed. I wanted, I don't want that again. And Get Out was better. Mm-hmm. But Us had a ton of really great spots in there. And the Hands Across America thing, too. I was a kid in the 80s, but I don't, I wasn't old enough for that. So I had no idea. So that made me go back and research all that stuff. And it was just really interesting how he tied all these things together. And then um, I went and saw Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. and, uh, and ruined the streak. <laughs> um, um, no, uh, you guys read. I dropped a, I, I barely call it a review, just some thoughts that I dropped in the group message. But there were uh, so many times that this movie could have been really, really good. And they missed the mark mm-hmm. on every single one of them. I was seven I just discovered, I just remember, I was seven, because the original came out in 1989. Mm. I was seven when the movie, the original came out, and it scared the shit out of me. And Zelda and uh, Victor Pascal were the two of the scariest fucking people I'd ever seen in my life. And they were side notes in this movie. And it was really sad. They, the scares were gone. The, the characters were super flat. And beyond John Lithgow, it just was not, none, I didn't care about anybody. But I would definitely, uh, you know, go out and you know form your own opinion, because... There's people that either love this movie or everybody's hating on this movie. Yeah. So it's definitely a split. So that's what I watched. So. I was really excited when both of you guys said that you liked us. And then I had two friends that uh, commented on your review that I had shared of it. And those are two people whose horror movie opinions I really trust because they align in a lot with my own and sure. neither of them liked it. So now I'm like, oh, dang it. Like, I'm still going to watch it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm a little less yeah. excited knowing that the two people who, as I said, our horror movie opinions are perf- almost yeah. perfectly in line. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got you. I mean, yeah. So it's it's definitely, uh, you know, Jordan Peele has his own style. Style, yeah. And that's what you're going to walk into mm-hmm. um, if you were a fan of Get Out. You know, it's that same style. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the story is completely different. And that's, that's yeah. what I liked most about it was I didn't get a story that I felt like I had seen if I had, it's been a long, long time since. And the creativity of how he went about everything yeah. within that story was really what captured me. I had actually called the ending about halfway yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not difficult to do. But still, getting you from point A to point B is the best part of how that happened. And that's why I really liked us. And people can hate on it all you want. Again, yeah, yeah they wanted to uh, <clears throat> get out. If you want a remake of a movie, wait 10 months. You're going to get something from yeah, somebody yeah. else. And it's right. going to be garbage. But, yeah. And you're going to be hating yeah. yourself. He he definitely makes social commentary movies. And so if you don't want a movie where you have to think and you just want 
blood and guts on the screen, then don't go see us because right. the movie's not for you. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm just, as I said, slightly less excited than I was previously. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Patrick, I'm done. Sorry, I talked too long. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I, too, saw Us, went out, caught it, loved it. To me, personally, I think it's probably better than Get Out. Did you think really? so? Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I okay. think so. I felt it was better fleshed out than what Get Out was. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, this weekend, I also saw Captain Marvel, because I hadn't had a chance to see that up until this point. Not my favorite Marvel movie, but I still was thoroughly entertained mm-hmm. with it. And then finally, Hulu is a lying bitch. And never tells me, <laughs> and never tells me when there's new episodes anymore. So I went back and watched the entire second half of the season for the Goldbergs. Okay, because it just never tells me that it's there. Cool. So I binged that. So yeah, cool. that's what I've been watching. There's a cool thing in Captain Marvel. Sorry, it's been out long enough. The uh, Stanley cameo was mm-hmm. a nice little um, nod to Kevin Smith. Oh, with the Mallrats script. With the Mallrats, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Script. So Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. there's a shirt in Mallrats that uh, Brody wears. I don't know if anybody's seen Mallrats, but you can't really make out what the shirt is. So Brody comes back in the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot and uh, finally put on a a shirt on Brody and you can make out and it's Stanley's face. So that was Kevin Smith's little uh, little nod back. So. Is that what you've been watching, Patrick? Is that that's right? everything okay, that cool. I've been watching? Um, so we're gonna go into uh, is that kind of we wrapped all those nice little things up quickly because our March Madness takes for fucking ever. For anybody that missed uh, last week's episode, we started uh, March Madness and uh, for our um, horror films, and mm-hmm. Greg can kind of reintroduce that tag segment. in. And I'm your host now. It's Greg the Movie Guy, and we're gonna be talking about March Madness here. Last time we had met, we started with uh, the first couple regional brackets of our March Madness tournament. Basically, what we did was we took the top 32 horror movies of all time. This is kind of a conglomerated list of a bunch of top lists that I found and mashed it together. And so we're just taking these down tourney style to see what Midnight Frights cast feels is the best horror movie ever, ever. So let's jump into one of our next regions. Maddie, let's do the Maddie region. Woo! All right. Can't wait to see how we can fuck up this bracket. Here we go. Yeah, let's ruin it. You know, one thing that I'm really (laughs) kicking myself for is I wanted each of us to fill out our own bracket and then all all four of us go through this and then kind of compare and contrast and see... Who thought what? Oh yeah, gotcha. just we could probably do that on the when we wrap everything up and we see where we land and then kind of discuss where we thought we were going to land. That's yeah, that's yeah, not a bad idea. Cool. So we'll send that out and see what we got here. Okay, so our number one seed in the Maddie region is The Shining going up against Poltergeist. Oh, uh, Maddie, it's your bracket. Oh, you, okay, you, you ruined uh, it. <laughs> you know, I this one I like both of these movies a lot. I think. Arguably, Shining is the better movie. However, I think Poltergeist is more entertaining. I really like that movie. It's not seven hours long. So I'm going to have to choose Poltergeist just because it's one that I know I watched a lot when I was younger and I really liked it. Not saying I didn't like The Shining, just Poltergeist wins for me. Absolutely. I'm going to jump to the other side of the fence. Uh, The Shining to me is one of the most iconic horror movies ever made. I, I love Jack Nicholson in... Jack Torrance's role. I love watching his descent into madness and just Stanley Kubrick behind the helm. He just had some incredible, incredible shots in that movie. So the shining wins for me. 
I think it's important to note that when they refer to The Shining, it is Stanley Kubrick's Shining mm-hmm. as opposed to Stephen King's Shining. Correct, correct. Because he moves away from the book so much mm-hmm. in that film. When I watched it, I loved the movie itself, but then I realized I had to separate it from the book because I loved the book so much. Mm-hmm. My point is going to Poltergeist because for Ooh. me that was original and – as Maddie said, more entertaining. Yeah, uh, kind of the same thing. Both these uh, movies had issues with it, uh, the, the creators. Both of them just fucking hated mm-hmm. um, the turnout of these movies. But uh, I am definitely going to go a way I didn't think I'd go. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Poltergeist. Woohoo! Woo! So I fucking hate you all. Look, Sorry. dude. I mean, Poltergeist <laughs> is. I'm like, kidding. I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> no, I totally get where you're coming from. I, the Shining is so iconic, but. As far as entertainment, I get it. Poltergeist is a very entertaining film. I yeah. guess the Shining is fucking slow. It is. No, it's, it's a definitely really a slow, slow burn. Absolutely, absolutely, um, it it's is. a great movie. But that's you got to be in for a sit for that movie. Yeah. Um, and Jack Nicholson really is the only fun one to watch on that screen. Like watching Sh- uh, Shelley Duvall go fucking crazy is like the torment they put her through on that movie. You're watching some real shit. Yeah. In uh, in her performance. Oh, absolutely, but absolutely. Still, but seeing what she pulls out of it is just. I like mind blowing for I like me. I like better as olive oil, but that's just me. Let's move on. Wow. <laughs> All right, moving down to our uh, next little bracket here is John Carpenter's The Thing versus another Stephen King movie, Carrie. We just start over with the same. Yeah. Part. Let's, yeah, let's go just with Maddie keep, and we'll go going. around. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Carrie. Okay. I don't have a reason for it. Just that's fair. I like. Carrie and um, I remember my mindset in high school, and I would have loved to have done that shit. So, <laughs> I had just recently seen the thing in our Thirty One Days of Horror for the first time, and I absolutely loved what they were able to do with that. the uh, The creatures that they came out with were just insanely terrifying and awesome. However, I do love Carrie. The story of Carrie, I think, is hauntingly beautiful in a way. Mm-hmm. And think of that as of me as you will put that but uh i love the story of carrie so i'm moving that forward you guys know how i feel about stephen king probably i think carrie is probably the second or third of his books that i read i thought like you said beautifully haunting and it was such a breakout role for sissy spacek it was hauntingly beautiful that's what i meant to say (laughs) so my vote is going for carrie as well um you know as much as i enjoyed uh john travolta and carrie I like John Carpenter better, so I would have gone with the thing. You can go with the thing. I am going with the thing. All right. Carrie moves Carrie on. Carrie moves on. All right. Coming up next, we've got a zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead. This is not the remake. This is the original versus Bride of Frankenstein. Again, the original. I don't think there is a second one. I don't know if they remade that or not. I don't, I don't think, think they, they did. They remade Frankenstein yeah. horribly. Many times. Well, congratulations, everybody, for not remaking Bride of Frankenstein. We're really <laughs> proud of you. It's, it's coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, I just recently watched Bride of Frankenstein, and I really liked it. I love movies from the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the look of them, so I'm going to go with Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, I actually have to confess I have not seen either of these. Fuck you, Greg. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, uh, I love the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I don't know how close the remake is to the original those who have seen it. Uh, I'm going to roll forward with Bride of Frankenstein uh, just because I do love the the 30s old horror style. Cool. While I appreciate the original old style horror movies, they just bore the shit out of me. So I'm going with Dawn of the Dead. And I'm going to 
ride Patrick's coattails and Uh-oh. go Romero all the Uh-oh. way Uh-oh. with oh, a little bit of dog. Oh, we have a tie. Patrick. Uh, yeah, talk amongst yourselves while I bring up the notes. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you like about Brian Frankenstein, Maddie and Greg? Since we, uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh. yeah, you didn't see it, but so no, <laughs> but but so I guess what's what is it about the '30s? I guess movies that you appreciate. My, I like watching those older movies because I love the history of them. Because mm-hmm. like it's really entertaining to watch these and realize people were horrified mm-hmm. from these movies, and I just love that history in the first horror that came out because like it built the foundation to everything that we have today. Yeah. And it's so weird to think that like this movie existed and then like almost a hundred years later, uh, something like a Serbian film exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, I just love that history of it. And I love the look of the film as well. Cool. I, I would have to second that, uh, when I was watching original Dracula, original Frankenstein, it's so iconic and yeah, they are boring as shit, but you got, <laughs> you got to start somewhere Yeah, and being able to watch these and think, you know, people were terrified by this. Yeah. What would they think of the horror movies that are out now? Yeah, and that yeah. just like blows my mind that you could go back to see something like that. It's like, really, this is not bad. Like I could throw a PG 13 on this and I'd feel okay about it. Yeah. So just, yeah. Cool. Patrick, do we have a winner? IMDb. For both of them, 7.9. So that's oh, that's yes. a tie there. <laughs> okay. okay. So then we jump over to Rotten Tomato Critic, which the tomato meter for the critic score was 93 for Dawn of the Dead and 100 for Bride of Frankenstein, which is seven points. But the audience score is 90% for Dawn of the Dead and 87% for Bride of Frankenstein, which is a difference of three, which makes Bride of Frankenstein wins by four points. Oh my god! We're gonna go with that. Okay. Yeah. Bride of Frankenstein <laughs> somehow more... beats the fucking Donald. Whatever, man. That's... I just don't see how. No, it's my bracket. That close. My bracket's destroyed. The the critics <laughs> the the critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes they must be like a hundred years old. Probably. Yeah. And they you know th- that's all they like is the black and white stuff. That's all good. Yeah. It's more artsy. There's no brains that were being torn out or something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last bracket here should be an interesting one. This is uh, a great. This is a great. This is yeah, a good like matchup you, here. You two head to heads, yeah. The uh, the Exorcist goes up against the Omen. Mm-hmm. Damien versus Regan. Yeah. Um, I no contest for me. The Exorcist wins. Yeah. I'll, as much as I love Gregory Peck, nope. I thought the Omen was kind of boring, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still an interesting watch. Um, but. I fucking love The Exorcist. Cool. Just based on talks, obviously I haven't seen The Exorcist. Um, I'm leaning with... We knew that, Patrick. Yeah, I we know. knew that. I know, but every it. time he says that... It it's just... it's painful. Yeah, I don't understand. I, yeah, right. It, I know, it, it I know. I should, a little bit. probably shouldn't be <laughs> a little bit talking about horror movies, yeah. not having don't seen The Exorcist. Don't peer pressure him. It's fine. <laughs> I have my reasons. Do it by force. God damn it. <laughs> Last time that happened, I couldn't... I, I can't deal with clowns so don't do that <laughs> um, i'm gonna roll with the exorcist uh yeah exorcist was probably the second horror movie that i remember watching i was far too young to watch it <laughs> and it just has an everlasting impression on me the omen is a great movie still my my point is going to the exorcist uh yeah uh, exorcist for the sweep unanimous i yeah. like it all right now, I know last time we did this, we jumped over into the other bracket and region. I actually want to stay in the Maddie region and finish out this one. 
So we're going to jump back up to the top here. We've got Poltergeist versus Carrie. Wow. Oh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's um, not that hard. I'm going to throw mine out. All right. I'm, I'm going Carrie. I'm going to go Poltergeist, actually. Poltergeist is not to, not just to contradict you. But, no, that's fine. Uh, uh, Poltergeist, to me, is a little more of a what I think as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It just has more of those horror elements sure. to me. So Poltergeist wins for me. Dumping pig's blood on prom queens doesn't say horror. That's fine. I understand that. <laughs> that's just a Friday night. <laughs> this is a tough one for me, uh, but I think I need to go with... Carrie, um, it, it just affected me more than what Poltergeist. Oh, absolutely, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Poltergeist. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> All so, right, back to I'm, back not, back to I'm not trying to be a fucking <laughs> asshole here. I'm just saying. If you are, that's totally fine. I didn't pick Carrie the first Quit. time. I'm not going to pick Carrie the second time. Quit picking on my favorite movies. So, damn it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just. I mean, again, you go back and you know say why Carrie over Poltergeist. Like what beyond uh, you know. Sissy Spacek's car- uh, uh, performance, mm-hmm. which was great. What about Carrie? What about the character drives you to pick that over Poltergeist, which was clearly like the scarier movie? But whatever. Probably, but I, I feel like Carrie is a lot more of a tangible type movie. Like you probably knew somebody very similar to Carrie's character in high school. Yeah. And just kind of the back thought what happens if she kind of just went like nutsoid? Like yeah. we had a girl that was very similar to Carrie. Obviously, she didn't have telekinetic powers, but she awesome. uh, <laughs> she spent most of her English classes writing some pretty creepy things. One that actually got her expelled because she named a lot of people from high school and like horrible things happening to them. And oh, nice. So it was. It's not just, nice. Not no. It wasn't nice at all. But it was just like one of those things of you really don't know a person until you like really know a person. So yeah. It just, yeah. Kind of, I think that's more of the horror of it for me is cool. it, it feels like it's seriously real. Cool. Got well, I hope she's doing well. I hope she is too. Yes. <laughs> the numbers are in. And once again, very close. IMDB for both Poltergeist and Carrie 7.4. Damn it. <laughs> Can't win. <laughs> so on Rotten Tomatoes then, uh, Poltergeist scores 86 with the critics and Carrie scores 93, giving her an advantage of seven points. But when it comes to the audience, Poltergeist gets 78 and Carrie gets 77, giving her only a six-point advantage. Carrie moves on. Okay. Carrie fucking beat out two things in the goddamn <laughs> tiebreaker. It's ridiculous. Now, one would, yeah, you know, then you have to go back and kind of consider, would Carrie have beaten The Shining if you match those two things? Up? All right, quick quick bracket. No, a let's quick side break. No, but we're going to move on. We got to move on, man. <laughs> I know it would win. Carrie moved on. Let's fine, just move fine. on. All right. Bride of Frankenstein over the, or versus The Exorcist. Is there? No. Yeah. Like Exorcist. I mean, Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. When it comes down to Carrie versus The Exorcist, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to that bracket, don't make me kill somebody. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's the next time we meet, which is actually in a week. A week? A week. That's right. Yeah. All right. Josh? Yes, sir. Before next week. I'm going to watch this. Woo! Are you sure? I mean, it's on you, man. I'm, I'm not. There's this. no fucking peer pressure coming from this side of the table. No. Legal look to your two corners, but no, don't no, look no, across no. here. No. I'm going to do this because it is Carrie versus The Exorcist. Okay. okay. And I, I absolutely love Carrie. And I don't feel confident or I don't feel like I could be a good horror review podcast or whatever. A, not having seen this. B, trying to defend Carrie versus probably one of the best horror movies of all time. I don't think that's going to offend you as much as you think it's going yeah. to. No, and I, so, I don't. It's a lot of just... 
It's the religious just, aspect of it. Yeah, I got you, man. For you, religious horror yeah. scares the crap out of you because for you, it's a realistic thing. Right. Yeah. So, right. It's so, all good, man. But I am going to break down. I'm going to watch it. I tell you what, I watch feel it. Like come a back. proud mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing up. Oh and then y'all can uh, read his review when he when he uh, writes it. All right, we're going to jump over to the uh, the Patrick bracket <laughs> over here. We're going to start off with uh, first bracket. Here is this should be interesting one. Alien versus Saw. These brackets are going to be fucking tough. I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm looking forward to it. Maddie. This is going to be a lot of fun. I th- it's Patrick's Oh, Patrick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, Patrick. Yeah, shit. Well, I'm going to step down the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you threw her under the bus when it was her bracket. So, yeah. I'm, look, look, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just, like, <laughs> trying to keep shit in order. I like how you say you're not trying to be a dick. I'm it's not. I mean, I fail a lot, but I'm trying. <laughs> you know what? You guys, if you want to go back and listen to one of the podcasts early on a couple of years oh, yeah. ago, you know how I feel about Saw. I have an appreciation for it, but it's so many plot holes in that thing that I've got to go with Alien. Alien kept my attention so much better, and for me, it was actually more suspenseful than what Saw was. My vote goes to Alien. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a huge fan of Saw when it came out. I still am. Even bigger fan of James Wan and mm-hmm. what he's doing. But Jesus Christ, beat Sigourney Weaver, I dare you. So um, I'm going with Alien. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Saw. Hello. (laughs) I'm shocked. I know. Very shocking. (laughs) No, I watched this movie in the seventh or eighth grade, and it just like started my love for torture porn. Mm -hmm. And I still have a huge love for that. And Saw is like my comfort movie. I don't know why, but like, you know, when you get drunk and a little sad, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I watch all seven of these. Like, I sit there and watch all of them, and I have no idea why. Including Jigsaw? You don't do you watch Jigsaw? Fuck Jigsaw. Okay, thank no. you very much, Maddie. Thank you. That's all I needed. Fuck Jigsaw. All right. I'm trying to think here. I We've got Suspense versus True Gore. I, I like Saw. I'm glad that I actually got back into the series, because the first time I saw it, I was wildly disappointed. And that was due to a lot of people trying to explain Saw to me before I had seen it. And they were... God, awfully terrible at explaining it. So I'm I'm glad that I was able to get back into it. However, there is no suspense like Alien. And I think what they were able to do with that was just absolutely incredible. Yeah, Ridley Scott is, he did a really good job with Alien. So I'm going to, I'm rolling forward with that one. Yeah, I'm not even mad about Saw losing. <laughs> I love Saw. I do. But I mean, yeah, it's, Alien that's is tough. an icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, our next bracket here is Halloween versus Dario Argento's Suspiria. I actually had the opportunity to finally watch this movie because I wanted to watch it before I watched the remake. Mm -hmm. And I need to put Halloween before Suspiria. I mean, Suspiria was a great movie, but it was more of an artsy type thing. Sure. So when it comes to pure horror for me, Halloween moves on in my mind. Yep, Carpenter for the win, Halloween. I actually haven't seen Suspiria yet. Yeah, I just haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to go with Halloween just because I haven't seen it. Halloween for the sweep. Woo! All right. Our next one. Relative newcomer Jordan Peele's Get Out versus Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To me, this is a no-brainer. Really? Really. I enjoy Evil Dead. I I enjoy the series of the Evil Dead movies. But they're just not really my cup of tea yeah. when it comes to 
really enjoying a horror film. And I know that Get Out, it's argued it's not a horror film, that it's a thriller. But once again, thrillers, I believe, are a subgenre of the horror film. So uh, my vote is going to Get Out. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Evil Dead series, um, and I like what Sam Raimi did. Jordan Peele fucking swung one out of the park mm-hmm. uh, with Get Out. But again, you, you, we, with, with that discussion we constantly have, was Get Out a horror film? I don't know, but uh, I'm going to go with Get Out. I actually have not seen either of these movies, but I did uh, sort of enjoy the first Evil Dead, and I don't like movies with social commentary, so I will go with Evil Dead 2. Um, I am going to uh, move Get Out on through, because I really appreciated what Jordan Peele is doing with the... Uh, the thriller horror genre, even though they are social commentaries, I I feel like he's got one of the more creative opportunities going for him right now. So get out. Yeah, because it's interesting because uh, last time we met, Night of the Living Dead moved on to next week, and Night of the Living Dead is definitely a social commentary movie. It very much is. Yep. All right. The last bracket here in Patrick's region is Rosemary's Baby versus Todd Browning's Freaks. Now, I know if Tom is listening to this podcast at mm-hmm. some point or another, he he's will... going to kick me in the nuts for the comments that I'm going to make because <laughs> Rosemary's Baby is his like one of his all-time yep. favorite yep. movies. But both of these movies bore the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I appreciate Rosemary's Baby more than Freaks. I'd never seen Freaks before. And up until the last five minutes of that movie, I just was probably sleeping or something because it just bored the hell out of me. I can appreciate their place in history, both of these movies. My vote is, and Tom, just because it's better than Freaks, Rosemary's Baby. Yep. Uh, <laughs> our friend Tom swears by Rosemary's Baby. He Every time I feel like he got on the podcast, he talked about Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Did you, have you seen Rosemary's Baby? Rosemary's Baby. That's what he brought up a lot. He talks about Rosemary's um, Baby like Maddie talks about Hellraiser. Yeah. So, Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, it's a WWTD. What would Tom do? He would pick Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> so that's my pick. Okay. Okay. I just realized it's the first cast I haven't brought up Hellraiser. Nope, there it is. And there it is. There it is. <laughs> there, <laughs> there I did it. I needed to. Just put that in there. Although I love Rosemary's Baby, I'm going to go with Freaks because, as I said, I love that era in horror. And um, that movie was really, really shocking when it came out. When it came out, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So I will, yeah, as I said, as much as I like Rosemary's Baby, I'm going to go with Freaks. Patrick, before I dive into mine, could I have you do me a favor? Would you look at the uh, the ratings on both of these? for my, me my, i just i'm just curious yes. i'm just curious i already know what you my pick is can't fucking no, no, cheat no, 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 no. i'm not greg che- i'm not cheating my name is greg thank you i said greg you said pug greg you i said, said pug, pug greg, greg. <laughs> I was... no i'm just i'm interested to see on this i i do have my pick already i i love both of these movies uh i feel like rosemary's baby is probably one of the more terrifying movies that i've seen just because of the of how everything kind of turns out in it obviously freaks i did get a chance to see when i was in film school and I got to see it on the big screen. They showed that to you in film school? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And watching these things crawl through the mud is one of the most terrifying scenes that I have ever seen. So both of these play, both of these movies have a special place in the horror genre. Ultimately, I'm going to I would love to I'd love to give Freaks some love because it definitely deserves it for what I felt it was. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, I feel, is a more iconic film on it. So I'm 
giving the nod to Rosemary's Baby, but I just wanted to see how they fared as far as the uh, the critics go or um, the ratings go. Excuse we're me. talking. There's a one point one difference between the two of them. Good lord. Yeah. The uh, Rosemary's Baby scored an eight on IMDb. Freaks seven point nine. So that's the point one. <clears throat> For the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, Rosemary's Baby got a 99, while Freaks got a 94. Mm-hmm. So that's a five-point difference there. However, the audience score, Rosemary's Baby 82 and Freaks 88, which brings that five down to a one, 1.1 1. difference in favor of Freaks. And that was your math lesson for today, kiddies. <laughs> Enjoy. So that's, yeah, it just shows you how uh, how razor thin these are mm-hmm. as far as all-time best horror movies. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Rosemary's Baby moves on. All right, let's wrap this one up here. We've got Alien versus Halloween. At risk of having things thrown at me, Alien over Halloween. Uh, for me, it's a Ridley Scott versus John Carpenter, and I will 99.9% of the time pick Carpenter over Ridley Scott. So I'm going with Halloween. I'm actually going to go Halloween as well. Ooh, I could be the tire. I could be the mover. Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> I kind of want to hear the ratings just to see where they're oh, at. Oh, Lord. No, don't do it. Don't do it. That's fine. Um, for me, it's... Uh, I, I loved Alien. Again, it's a suspense. I just I felt Halloween was a better movie, on my personal opinion. I love the slasher more than I really like the suspense, so Halloween. All right, and finally, Get Out versus Rosemary's Baby. Going back to my remarks when I was talking about Freaks and Rosemary's Baby and how much the hell they bored me, get out. Yeah, it was easy for me to pick Rosemary's Baby because (laughs) I was always going to pick get out. Uh, Sorry, Tom. Uh, Get out. Are you fucking kidding me? We're talking about a horror icon versus some social commentary thriller. Is this a fucking (laughs) joke to you people? Jesus motherfucking Christ. Did you hear me laugh? Rosemary. (laughs) I was waiting for her to throw a punch or something. Y'all are way too far away for me to be doing that nonsense. out swinging. Yeah, that's bullshit. Bullshit ass (laughs) fucking shit, man. Again, I've never seen Rosemary's Baby, so would you pick something over something you've never seen? Yes. Okay, well, shit. I did. Oh, really? You've never seen either of those? No, I've never seen... I didn't see Get Out versus... Oh, gotcha. Or, or Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. and I still oh, pick gotcha. Evil Dead 2 over Get Out, because, as we said, Get Out is not a horror movie. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Greg. If you'll notice, I'm out of swinging distance. Yeah. I'm afraid Maddie's going to throw something at me. Get Out. Y'all cool. can suck my taint. <laughs> wow! Hate this fucking show. <laughs> Damn. You know how I felt when you guys voted out The Shining. Uh, uh, Maddie, just you got to come back for at least one more week so we can finish your shit. All right. I guess. You know, if she doesn't come back, we'll have three. I don't want to be a dick or anything, <laughs> but uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a dick or nothing. Um, we watched Begotten, Maddie. So that's my defense. Uh, what's the next so, thing? No. Uh, so uh, come back. To our next show, we will go through the <laughs> final four, or we will set the final four, and then the uh, the final two to determine the winner of the best horror movie of all time, as determined by the Midnight Fright cast. And I will yeah. flip this table if Get Out wins. And we, we currently have Friday the 13th versus Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street. Street, Carrie versus The Exorcist, Night of the Living Dead versus Blair Witch Project, and as we discovered tonight, Maddie's favorite bracket, Halloween versus Get Out. Um, that yeah. means, wait a minute, does that mean you have to watch Get Out by next week? I won't. So, uh, 
I will uh, watch that on my own terms when I'm in the mood, and Maddie, I'm never no, in the mood. Greg, Greg is watching the fucking Exorcist. Exorcist. All right, I'm just saying. I, uh, I I will watch it eventually, but as I said, it will be on when I feel like it. And as I said, I cannot um, see me being feeling like it in a week. <laughs> All right. So yeah, cool. March Madness. We just wrapped that up. Uh, we'll wrap that up next week uh, when we come back. Uh, but tonight we watched a Maddie feature. And sorry, I'm not trying to. I, I know I keep saying I'm not trying to be a dick, but we watched a Maddie feature. So Patrick, do you have deets on Begotten? I do have the deets on Begotten. Begotten 1990 or 1989, depending which site you go to. It is now free on YouTube, running an hour twelve. Presented in a surreal, gory, and entirely visual manner, Begotten tells the death of religion, the abuse of nature by man, and a nihilistic outlook on what life ultimately is. IMDb rating 5.9, Metacritic score not available, Rotten Tomatoes critic 67%, and Rotten Tomato audience score of 65%. Cool. So just a quick poll. Who fucking watched this movie without cheating? Meaning who watched it all the way through and didn't skip you know, like 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, just to get to the end of this movie. I watched it all the way through, in fact, pausing so I can write notes and then yep. continue. I really continue, only continue. ask this question because I know the answer is Greg. So, yeah. I've, I mean, I watched the whole thing. Maddie, you said you didn't rewatch it, right? No, but I've seen it before. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think if you've seen it once, that's definitely enough. Cool. Yeah. So, Greg, <laughs> since you only got to the, what, 15-minute mark? No, no, no. I watched the entire thing. Oh, you did? I thought you said you cut it at 15 minutes. Oh, y'all are so much no, better no, no, than me. No, no, no. What I said was <laughs> I, I had uh, an idea of what the entire film was going to be like after, after 15, 15 minutes. Oh, gotcha. You knew the okay. rest of the movie. Well, yeah. I'm going to – well, you know what? I'm going to shift it over to Maddie real quick <laughs> because um, she picked it. So – Defend your movie, Maddie. <laughs> I picked this to be a dick. There is no other wow. reason. Okay. You win. God damn it. Remember that whole I'm not trying to be a dick thing? Maddie wins. Maddie wins. <laughs> You're not trying to be the dick. And yeah. She is. There you go. Um, but go anyway, Maddie. Because um, I want to know why you watch this movie, why you can watch this movie over and over again. As I said, I kind of watch this as a background movie at parties, um, which is why I don't have many. Um, <laughs> what kind of parties do you go to? <laughs> no one wants to come to my house. <laughs> I heard about this movie because it was in the top 50 most disturbing movies of all time. And mm-hmm. I love going yep. on those lists and watching all of them it, because I have a problem. Um, but I've also I also really like other stuff the director has done. He did Shadow of a Vampire, yes, which very good is movie. a mm-hmm. great movie. He also directed two Marilyn Manson music videos, and that's freaking awesome. Which ones? <laughs> um, oh my gosh, which ones did he do? Shit, I totally blanked. Okay. Um, well, fart. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, it was Crypt Crypt Kid Crypt I don't know how to pronounce this it. Other Patrick stroking out. <laughs> Derpy, derp, derp. Uh, it's it's actually Crypt Orchid is Marilyn Manson Crypt Orchid and then Marilyn oh. Manson Antichrist Superstar. That one makes perfect sense. Yeah, that was the one where he was in the female bodysuit, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was Dope Show. Never mind. Excuse show, me. Yeah. My, bad. Yeah. My, my bad. When is he not in that female bodysuit? Come on. Um, True. <laughs> I don't know. I I've said before I don't really like movies that are a show over story, but this is one of the few that I. I just think this movie looks really cool. And it does. It's awesome. It's kind of gory. It's, I don't know. To me, it's just fun. It is kind of a sit. But, like, 
it's very different than a lot of other horror movies that I like and watch. And I don't know. I feel like this movie is more of an art piece definitely, than a horror definitely. movie. Experimental. And, yeah, it's very experimental. And I would actually love to see more from this director. Mm-hmm. He hasn't directed a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see more cool art movies every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while. Most of the time, I still want a good story to go with it. But... I don't know, seeing some cool, gory shit every once in a while is like my jam. So that's why I, I also, to be a dick. But um, yeah, that's why I picked it. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie found the one-way ticket to the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I the only like, thing I'm is we don't do the penalty box anymore. Yeah. It's just you have to wait until yeah. your rotation comes yeah. around. Right, right, to try and redeem yourself. So um, I'm actually going to jump in here. I'm not going to shit on this movie as much as I probably should. Oh, no, go ahead. No, 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 honestly, I... <laughs> I like a lot of different types of horror movies than you like, obviously. I'm a little more Hollywood narrative type. But I actually found an appreciation for this film a little bit. And I think a lot of it was because of the the stylistic nature that it was. The whites and the blacks that he used in there cinematically was just like, holy shit, this is really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I especially love the scene. And I'm still not sure what I was watching when the scene was happening. But when it was just the hands... Where you could see like the dark side had the one hand and the white side you could barely see the silhouette of the other hand and I think I know what was happening. Oh, you know what was happening. Was that what was happening? Yes, that was what was happening. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> go on to YouTube and watch it. Um, no, the the artistic style of this film I thought was probably the coolest part of this. Being able to use the silhouettes when the the humanoid creatures were dragging the maggot man. <laughs> I don't, you, I don't know what you call it. He was driving like, around like a like a freaking maggot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, watching the this uh, the silhouettes of those was a really cool type shot, and it's I'm more of the cinematic types, and being able to see this in a completely different light than just going to a movie theater and catching these types of shots was kind of eye opening for me, which is what I really appreciated. I had another thought that I was going to go to, and I completely forgot it. Shit, somebody else go. I absolutely hated this movie, but like Greg, developed an appreciation for it. And that only came when the credits rolled. Because when the credits rolled and it said what the characters were, then I understood what the hell was going on in the movie a little bit Mm -hmm. better. And that made me do more research on it. And then I learned more about what he was trying to do, how he was doing it, everything else like that. You know, like to get the rough look, he actually scrape it up the film the negatives and oh, stuff really? like that to give it that really scratched up grainy look and everything else and even at that he didn't feel like it was rough enough i had a hard time seeing what was going on mm-hmm. it was a very very low resolution of what was already a hard to see film so i know the version that we saw was extremely low resolution and i found myself <clears throat> squinting even though i was like four feet away from the screen because it i couldn't make out what was happening on the screen I definitely knew what was going on at that one point because she had just jerked off God, got the semen on her belly, and then was masturbating with it. Yep, that's what I thought she was doing. Okay. Okay. So we've got, we begin with God killing himself. That was the actual character's name. Yeah. It was God killing himself. Mm-hmm. And then Mother Earth emerged from him after he died. Mm-hmm. She inseminated herself with God's seed and that's where the son of earth came yep. from because she gave birth to a full grown man yep. at that point he was considered flesh on bone and then later on taken through the trials so basically in the research that I found out it was telling different stories it was the uh, basically a retelling of stories in Genesis, Genesis. Mm-hmm. but then also 
people were saying that it was, you know, with, with Son of Earth, that was kind of like the creation of Christ taken through his crucifixion. Okay. At that point. And then someone else threw in that the third act was the the whole thing with Golgotha where everybody was killed and all that other stuff. So I had a better appreciation after I did some research on it, what he was going for, the fact that he ran a theater called the Theater of Material. And I assume they did all sorts of artsy shit during that time and decided to throw it on film. Mm -hmm. This is actually the first part of what he wanted to do as a trilogy. He filmed the second part and never got around to doing the third part. The second part's weird. It's it's also on YouTube. Okay. It's about 14 minutes long, so it's perfect. And <laughs> do, you, do you know the name of, of uh, that Den, Den of Celestial Birds. Okay. And it's kind of, do you remember when like computers first became like a thing and like your Windows Media Player played those like pretty colors along with the song? Yes. That's what Den of Celestial Birds looks like. Okay. So it's kind right. of, it's almost kind of a peaceful mm-hmm. movie. I don't really understand what it's trying yeah. to do. I thought... As you said, once you do more research into this movie, because there's no dialogue, you can kind of see, oh, that's what he was going for. I have no idea what he was going for in Dennis Celestial Birds, except for no, I, I, I did find it disturbing. <laughs> I don't think it was one of the top no. whatever disturbing movies of all time. I found it disturbing because, you know, they spent five minutes punching her in the crotch with a stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why am I watching this? You know, at that point. Because I picked it. <laughs> and, you know, but I did appreciate the symbolism and everything else, especially at the end when they took all of, you know, after they had disembodied both of them and then they mushed all their stuff and pushed it into the earth. And from the earth, things began to grow again. I did appreciate the symbolism. I did have an appreciation for this movie. I will never watch it again. Um, yeah, I had to stop this movie about halfway through and research what the fuck was going on. Cause I had no idea. I was so confused and like, I wish the movie wasn't color. Cause, uh, I might've been like a little more entertained. Um, the whitewash, I just couldn't see anything. Right. I have yep. no idea what was going on in this movie. And I felt like, I stole something and I was being punished and I wished prison time was an option uh, because this is not a sit. It's an hour and 12 minutes, which is really fucking easy to sit through in a movie. And this it's that was it was hard to get through an hour and 12 minutes of just watching something you have no idea what you're watching. 50% um, of this movie, I swear to God, was people doing repetitive things in slow motion. Yeah. And the the opening where you're watching the guy, like, I don't know what he was fucking doing. He was gutting himself with a That went on forever. And I was like, all right. Well, it you, takes a minute. Yeah. I'm, I was like, did he oh. also shit on his own leg? Yes, was he did. What, okay, is that what that was? Yeah, also, that's you what could hear, happens. I felt like well, I could smell it. It was awful. Um it was, uh, so I watched that. I mean, I, I just kept waiting for that to end. Like every time I got to a part where I was like, this is, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> I felt like it went on forever and it was never ending. But yeah, I did have to stop it halfway through and look up what, like, I was like, what is begotten about? Cause I had no idea mm-hmm. uh, what I was, but it was interesting. Like Patrick said too, once it broke it down for you and you could kind of follow along a little bit, it was easier to follow along with what was going on. But does that um, fall into some strange trap where it's only interesting once it's explained to you? Yeah, it doesn't make it better, and I still don't appreciate this movie at all. <laughs> no, and that, that's actually one of the the point that I was going to make that I had forgotten was I've I've noticed that there is a uh, there's a comfort in a uh, a narrative of a story. So when you take a movie like Begotten, where you remove 
any sort of dialogue or vocal, anything like that, you remove a basically a, a spoon-fed narrative to you, it makes the movie very uncomfortable. And I think that's exactly what Begotten was, was because you don't know what the hell's going on. You open and you see this guy in some cabin, I assume is what it looked like, and he's gutting himself with a straight razor. And you're like, okay, I want to know what's going on. Now he's shitting on himself, and he's dead, and here comes this lady from behind the curtain. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and I actually, I, I feel like that's better of a horror movie because they take that narrate the narrative out of it completely. They want you to determine for yourself what the hell is actually going on, and that could be very uncomfortable for any type of viewer mm-hmm. who's not used to that type of a movie. I think you can take like ten clips out of this movie and make yeah. it like into the Ring Two. I mean, you. Could, I could see that absolutely. <laughs> if you didn't look up great. though, what was going on at the beginning? You could have taken it once that lady emerged. You could have been like, she was stabbing him, and she shit on his leg. Right. You have no you idea. Have no idea. Why then, would she do that? To and him? then she but, decided to, you know, like play with her breasts for five minutes yeah. before going over and giving him a hand job. Yeah, like she killed him, and then she jerked him <laughs> off. She's just backwards. It's it's a uh, it was just you, you, without looking that movie up, you have no idea, and not knowing what's going on. If, I guess if you're going to watch Begotten, research this movie. It's first. wildly yeah. uncomfortable, and that's yeah, that's kind to. of the other reason that I appreciated it for what it was is that artistic style and just completely removing the narrative and basically forcing the audience to determine what the yeah. hell is going on. Whether you have to look it up because I was definitely sitting there on IMDb like, all right, that's what's going yep. on. Yep. Okay, yep. reading the reviews yep. that, did, and now it makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Definitely, as an art <clears throat> film, I give this a thumbs up. As mm-hmm. a horror film, a thumbs down. Okay. Anything else? I have some fun facts. Oh, yeah, 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 we love fun facts. All right. It was first released at the San Francisco International Film Festival in 1990. Um, And then it went straight to video. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was banned in Singapore. It was on the list of top 50 disturbing movies in 1912 or 1912? Oh my god, 2012. That would be really freaking disturbing in 1912. (laughs) Have a good time. It took three and a half years of filming time. It was shot on a 16 millimeter camera. Mm -hmm. Then as you said, you took sandpaper to it. Yeah. The majority of the film was shot like in 27 days, but he wanted to do things with it over time, so that's why it took Where was this movie out of? Was this out of uh, the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, he filmed, he filmed it in somewhere in New Jersey, something yeah, like that. Yeah, at a construction site. Yeah, at a construction site. Oh, shit. Okay, Ooh. cool. Um, should we rate? Are yes. We, are we there? Yeah, I think so. Let's rate. Anybody mm-hmm. else have any other comments? <laughs> no. Great. So we rate the movie on the Fear Factor, the Gore score, and then the overall score. Who wants to jump in first? Uh, yeah, because I can't give movies a zero because right. they exist. So I will give Begotten this a one. This is Fear Factor first. Yeah, I'll give it a one. Okay. I'll give it a three just because, as you said, it is kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'll actually give it a four just for that fear fact that it is uncomfortable to okay. watch. Didn't make me uncomfortable. It it just made me dizzy. Not dizzy. I just kind of <laughs> like, you know, you see those dogs that just kind of turn their head to the side. That was me during this entire movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a one for fear factor. So moving on to gore score. Uh, yeah, gore score. I, I can't not give it something. Uh, again, I'll probably give that. I'd give that a five for a gore score. I'll give it a five. I'll give it a f- three or four. Three point five. I'll give it a three point five, just because there are some really graphic mm-hmm. scenes. But since they're so contrasted in black and white, you're like, is that fucking gore? Is that? <laughs> did, did he right. really just shit on his leg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Kool Aid? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a six, just because it's 
one of the more graphic films that I have ever seen, but done really interestingly with, again, the black and white contrasting. Yeah. Just because of that, because of the fact that I could not see what the hell was going on for sure, and I was squinting through, uh, you know, an hour 12 of this movie, I'm giving it a one on the gore score because the black and white contrast, there was there was no gray in this thing. It was just But you knew what was going on when you're talking about her being stabbed in the vagina for five minutes. <laughs> she wasn't stick. stabbed. She was just like They were poking her with a stick. Yeah, but it was like just... And you it knew was what like was going on. It's like taking a pugil stick to her crotch. You're giving it, it a even... one for a vagina stick kick thing? It's, it's a one. <laughs> All right. One for the gore. I mean, I would give it at least a three for that one mm, part. No. I can't wait till we watch Martyrs on this fucking cast. Uh, if you give that a six, I'm so excited. Um, All right. Overall score. Um, again, because movies exist, I can never give them a zero. So I will give Begotten a one. For its creativity and what it was, I'm going to give it a seven. On an artistic side, I give it higher than a one. I'll probably give it a three. Because I am judging this film as an art film, and I know that it is not something that I would want to watch again, I know that other people have a much more deeper appreciation for this, I'm going to go right in the middle with a five. And I'm officially the dick. Awesome. (laughs) How does it feel, Josh? I can live with that. I've been called worse. (laughs) i got three kids, man. (laughs) Cool. So we have uh, some plugs to wrap up with, and then we are going to say a good night. Greg, plug. I am Greg the Movie Guy, and I am positively writing movie reviews over at gregthemovieguy.com. Oh, uh, Matt, you got a plug? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, if you're a filmmaker and you live in Nebraska, there's this really cool, awesome fucking uh, festival coming up. Uh, but right now, you can submit to it uh, at Film Freeway. It's the Prairie Lights Film Festival. If you have a film out there, submit. Submit. It's filling up really fast. There's some really cool movies that are getting uh, scheduled right now. I've seen a handful of them, and uh, it's it's uh, going to be a cool year. So, But submit, because you should. That's my plug. Film Freeway, Prelates Film Festival. Patrick, go. If you are a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on, and make sure to rate and review us. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many, many more. You can also help us out with some of the minor bills and head on over to patreon.com slash midnightfrightcast. Make sure to check us out online. You can find us on Twitter at mfrightcast, and you can follow us and join in the conversation on our Facebook group, Midnight Frightcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Midnight Frightcast. So share, 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 and share some more and post on your walls and tell your friends. And finally, make sure to check out our films at midnightfrightfilms.com. Fuck you, Josh. Is it tomorrow yet? <laughs> you, you should probably have one of those just like on standby that you can just drop Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to no, say. No, 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 I like your black, for real. I just, um, yeah, um, that's it for us. Uh, for Greg and Patrick and Maddie and myself, uh, thanks for hanging out with us on the Midnight Frightcast. We'll see you again. Peace out, boys. Go watch Begotten. Don't.